That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker What's up, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, is Nelson Mania alongside for the ride is a man that, well, needs his own personal security, but not big, beefy men. He needs the JC Force, JC. <laughs> My JC Force hopefully would do a lot better than the Miz Force did. Uh, we're going to get there because that did give me a few laughs. Uh, a lot of wrestling to get to this week, as always. But Nestlemania, we're going to get right into it. You know where we start? That's the shine. Always in the shine. Much like Mandy Rose, the greatest women's champion of all time. Probably the greatest champion of all time. But, you know, that, this is her category. But we're going to start off on SmackDown because Nestlemania... I try not to say this too often because it obviously it's easy to be hyper Billy and just throw things out there, but the bloodline segment on SmackDown this week might've been the best segment of the year. I'd really have to think about it, but it's definitely up there in terms of one of the better segments in the last few years, period. Uh, the roller coaster of emotions, the disappointment that I was feeling when you truly thought that Roman Reigns was just tossing Sammy out of the bloodline. The way Jay Uso felt is the complete opposite. How all of us felt at home watching because we are loving this. It is like Sammy is just, we love him so much. You're starting to hear it really in the crowd reactions. Everywhere they go, he's just, he's so over like Rover and but obviously we get the little turn there and Roman gives him his own shirt, the honorary Ouse. Solo's pumped for it. Solo's got his back big time. We'll get more into that. Uh, Jimmy was thrilled for him. But man, what really sells this segment is Sammy takes us on this ride and Jay Uso also takes us on this ride where he's so excited. Then you just see him in the back just leaning up against, just scowling. But like Sammy hugging Roman, we're like, oh my God, he touched the tribal chief. And Roman hugs him right back, man. This was... This was such a fun, beautiful segment that it's not too often in wrestling where they kind of hook you and pull you along for the ride on something like this. So I'm loving this. Everything bloodline right now is just mwah. I, if, if Sami Zayn's honorary Oosh t-shirt isn't the best seller in a couple weeks, I would be shocked. Shocked. Because everybody could be an honorary Oosh, right? So, I mean, that's the way you can vicariously live, put up your number one, and be part of the bloodline, be an honorary Oosh. It wasn't honorary Sammy, It was an honorary Oosh. So... And I appreciate the swagger he did have after that uh, with the, the ricochet and the madcap moss. And, of course, the ricochet doing his own. Uh, <laughs> someone else invisible threw him into the thing. But Solo. So here's the thing. I'm really looking at Solo, right? Because they, they went in that promo and they, they said a lot of great stuff. But the fact that I was watching it going, oh, Solo was sent by the, by the elders, you know, to protect. And then, you know, of course, Roman Reigns looks at him and goes, yeah, but you answer to me now. And I just thought, mm -hmm. what a great little nugget. Because, yeah, obviously you answer to the tribal chief. But the reason he said that, which I believe, is that somewhere down the line, Solo and Sammy are going to be a team. They are going to challenge the Usos. It's going to create a rift. The bloodline will still have the championships. But it's just, what I can see is 
just spreading the wealth. Like I just I just see it working out really well here. Um, and Sammy is going to make. I'm waiting for the day we get the Sammy J because I think that would be very telling. Like the bloodline implodes, kind of. But I think Jay is the only one holding out with Sammy. We know that. And Paul Heyman's kind of indifferent about it. Like Jesus Christ, yeah. I got to deal with this fucking guy. But <laughs> but it's so interesting because like I don't really care about Jimmy because he's just kind of there. Heyman always does like reminds me how great he is. But Jay is great because you're focusing on Jay. Sammy's out of this world. And then all Roman Reigns has to do is just kind of sit there and then interject like a dad. And it works. And the, the longevity of this can keep going and going and going. And Solo is such a great shot in the arm because now it feels like it's not the Usos and then like one likes and one doesn't kind of thing. It's like, oh no, there's more people that like Sammy than Jay. And... I really like that because Jay Uso had the greatest feud, I think, to start off the Tribal Chief thing in general. I thought that Absolutely, was a, yes. that was great. And I guess the stat says he's the first one in, the, in WWE history, at least on the main roster, to pin Roman Reigns back, 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 way back in the beginning. Um, and so there's just there's stuff there that you can you can chomp on. Not that Jay is gonna win and become universal champion, folks, but there's just so much to unpack there that it's gonna be so much fun when they run out of options. That's what I think. They're gonna they're gonna break the glass when they run out of options until they get to Cody. Yeah, no, and the, and the great point you brought about Solo is it's just like we talked about Sammy injecting new life into the bloodline. Solo kind of has too, and it gives you the opportunity for stuff like last night because we've really seen the Usos be everywhere, especially when Roman took a back seat. So it's kind of allowing them to maybe like not have to be as everywhere. Obviously, they're in Canada too. I'm pretty sure they can't travel there, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but it just it's another dynamic where you have someone else, and I just. I mean, when you have a stable like this, it's nice to have it grow. And um, him really taking on that enforcer role kind of allows the Usos not to have to be the enforcers as much because some people could say, oh, it kind of takes away from them as a tag team that they're constantly just having to be Roman Reigns' henchmen. Well, now they don't always have to be because they literally have said Solo Sokoa is like the enforcer of the bloodline now. So it's a nice dynamic to have. And I like that he's very, very much like Sammy because since he's been around, he's seen like how loyal Sammy is. Sammy doesn't screw up like Jay has. So I think that's important. I think you're right on the money that we're going to at some point have a tag team match and the Usos will probably win, but I think it will start those cracks in the bloodline um, down the line. But either way, it's the best thing on uh, wrestling TV right now. It's so good. It's uh, so interesting. It's amazing. Like, we shit on Roman all the time as a tribal cuck. I do it. It's mostly a playful thing. But, man, when he shows up, man, you just can't help but just, like, you're glued to it. Yeah. Like, he makes everything feel special. He is the tribal He is the tribal chief and the queef. All that other stuff, too. Uh, our boy, the Joe Stopper, saying Solami? Hashtag, that's their name, Solami, Team Solami. I mean, he got us with the I like Salami. Salami is great. Solami. It's it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a rough one. Because the Cami isn't as good. Or no, no. Zenoa. Zenoa. Zenoa Sequoia. Zenoa Sequoia. You and your tree obsession. I love trees, man. Arbor Day. Arbor Adam yeah. over here, baby. Uh, Big I, hugger. I know. I I, I love I got a tree hug. is fine with me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stay in the theme here of, uh, of, of SmackDown because I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. I'm putting this in my top part of the shine, baby. Otis versus Braun Strowman. Let's get these hands as JC's wearing his shirt. Roar all over the place. I was thoroughly impressed with this matchup. I had thought this was no, absolutely no shot in hell of entertaining me slash actually keeping my entertainment, uh, enter sorry, my attention. 
But the best part of this entire thing, folks, was it was a fucking banger. And here's the other thing. It made Otis look like an animal. He got Braun off his feet. He slammed mm-hmm. him a couple times. You keep forgetting how good Otis is sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's just a, he's just a mm, tucky, tucky, mm, yeah, Chad kind of guy. But, but when he's in the middle of that ring, he's pretty good. And, and Braun, to get a good match out of Braun Strowman takes a certain kind of thing when you need a certain dance partner, right? You got to keep up with them. And yeah. that's why Roman is so good. Yeah. But we see it all the time. Braun has these other matches with bigger guys and they can't keep up with them, which is crazy to say, cause usually so much bigger, but like Braun, like as crazy as it is to say for a big man, like works at such a high speed. And that's why like the little guys obviously like are fine. But when you get a lot of the medium to like larger guys, like it normally like it's sloppy. It's not great because they can't keep up with them. Otis kept up with them. And you said it like this, honestly, this might have been my favorite match of the week just because it's so unique. Like, a lot of the other matches kind of seem similar. Like, they obviously, like, oh, the athleticism, the spots, like, whatever. But, like, this match, like, it's something we don't get to see very often, which is two big guys have, like, a longer type of match, and it actually holds your attention the whole time. They both bring such a unique skill shit, uh, skill set. Yeah, skill shit. Skill set. Yeah, skill shit. They bring skill a lot shit. of skill shits. But, no, yeah, I, I, I'm i glad you brought this up next because obviously I'm wearing the shirt here today because yeah. I was uh, going here. I loved it. And uh, next week uh, we get even more Braun and Otis because on Rob, Braun will be taking on Gable as we heard in a phone call, which apparently has Theory's number, which is hilarious. And oh. then uh, Otis is uh, taking on Gargano in what will be a very interesting match. So Anyway, we're not talking about that in the shine just yet. So <laughs> I will say this much. I really think that Braun has been a breath of fresh air since he's been back. He gets that injection of excitement back into you. I mean, he's just that guy. You can't not, well, you, you got to look at him. He's huge, but he's so much fun. And I think that's the difference when it's like some things are good wrestling, some things are entertainment, and then there's just plain old fun. And every time Braun Strowman enters, it's just plain fun, regardless of what we're watching. So, and again, I want to give a special shout out to Otis. I didn't give him my comeback, but I thought this was probably the best Otis has looked since winning the tag team championships with, with Gable. And I just, you keep, you need to remind us every once in a while how good you are. And you're, you're at the top, you know, the top of the upper echelon here with the tag team division and Alpha's hanging around. So I think this, this does good stuff for Otis, honestly. And we know Braun's trajectory. Braun's going to go wherever Braun wants to go. Uh, but Otis is such a great talent and, and you forget about it. So Big kudos to the big number one guy, uh, as I like to say. Uh, but that I just, I just, I couldn't enjoy that more. It was awesome. So we talked about that match. Obviously, that might have been my favorite match of the week. But not so many. There were quite a few other matches this week. If you had to pick another match, what would you say is the next top match? Uh, well, let me scroll through very quickly because there's because I got a couple. There's a couple but that I'm, I'm not necessarily enjoying. I will say this much: don't like the ending. But I enjoyed Brutes versus Usos. Yeah, it was a very that was good match. Great. But again, the schmas of it all, we get it. It's a setup. Yeah. We know what it's for. And it's, so, it's, it's one of those things, I think we've had this conversation over and over again, but it, it bears repeating for me, at least, JC. It's like those matches automatically, no matter how good they are, they get taken off the table for like match of the week, match of the year, because... Of the Shamas, right? Yeah, it's like, blue balls. It's, I mean, it is what that's yeah, what you get but those that's on what TV. They're supposed to do. That's what that's how you build. We get it, but yeah. it's just it sucks because it's like it's like you're almost there. You've almost climaxed, right? But you you're just you're stuck. Um, moving over to Raw, I'm curious where you'd go, but I want to say off the top right here, Seth versus Ray was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a good it. match. So yep. I don't know if there's anything else that you want to talk about specifically. So I'll I mean, you, I I'll I really like I did enjoy Sammy and uh, AJ. 
And I did like the finish in this too, because I thought the finish of this was so important because obviously we know like Sammy got the win because of solo, but Sammy's reactions to solo actually helping him and doing it. Like Sammy sold that. So I'll be like, Oh my God. He's like, I have backup. He's like, I know I've been a part of this, but like it's, for Sammy, it's really been a one-way street with the bloodline. He's been sacrificing himself for them. This was the first moment where the bloodline actually did something for Sammy individually. And you kind of saw that on his face where like, yeah, last week he accepted, he got the hug, he got the t-shirt on SmackDown. But on Raw, Solo gave him the best gift of all. And that was ensuring him a victory over a top star. So that to me was like a huge thing to look at be like, whoa. Okay, like not only was this obviously a fun match for obvious reasons, but like they gave us the payoff. And then on the other side of the coin, you obviously like you have the AJ Finn stuff, which, you know, for me, like that's just me and a lot of the Internet. Huge boner alert. Yep. So I'm loving all of this and him there and then him like like telling Finn like no and then getting beat up. But Finn, like not going the little extra mile to take him out, still being like, hey, AJ, I still love you. The door's still open. Like you just had to answer for what you did. But it's just like on both sides of the coin, like it benefits Sammy. It benefits AJ and enhances both those storylines. Like that's what I'm looking for in week to week TV with a lot of these matches is like I usually only need like one thing to progress something, but we got two big story progressions in one match. And that to me is always huge. It's odd for me because I feel like sometimes, I mean, it's a good thing. I'm sure you can talk me into it. It's just hard when I'm watching going, okay, inevitably we go to Roman Reigns and AJ Styles, right? So it's a long way to get there because we got to still go through November for at least the beginning of November for a crown jewel. And then you would assume Survivor Series, maybe it's AJ versus... Maybe Roman Reigns. Maybe day one or Rumble. Maybe right, right. And so that you get to that point, but it's like I don't. I honestly, I don't think we're close. Because I mean, I got more on like the AJ Finn Judgment Day, all that stuff in my hope. Um, but I just like it's something that we've heard rumors of, and we know they've had like some live event matches. So maybe they do do it, but I don't know. I just feel like I feel like there's way more meat in this type of storyline for AJ at this point in the near future than challenging Roman. But who knows? Maybe it's one of those. Like we've seen it like with like Seth getting the one off against Lashley for the US title and getting cost as part of his storyline riddle. Maybe they do something like that with AJ, like randomly on a random raw or smackdown, Roman defends the title. And for storyline purposes, he's obviously cost the match for whatever reason, but it checks the box, you know? So I wouldn't rule that out. But I in terms of like a feud, I don't feel like we're close to that. I could be wrong, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel like we're that close to it's a one on one feud. It's a weird situation, right? Like we're in this weird situation where extreme rules is I think two weeks away. A lot of matches have happened. We can discuss that. But then there's Crown Jewel, right? So things are going to happen there. That's already set. So Roman's just kind of sitting there pacing back and forth. We know War Games in November. Big deal for Boston. Everybody show up and show out. But that may not Roman be. Roman might not even he, be there. Exactly. He may not be on yeah. that card, which then gets to, we don't do a December. We get to, like you said. Day one, which is pretty but much I, December. I would, I would venture a guess that you're probably in the neighborhood of he will defend that one more time, I think, before the end of the year. I would say two, because I think he'll do day one and the rumble because there was a big thing last year of making day one feel special. I think they'll do it again, but I feel like one of one of the a title defense at some point before WrestleMania, before it's likely Cody, has to be against Seth in some type of form. So that's also a day one Royal Rumble or maybe somewhere in between. I could see two more before the rumble. Well, one being at the rumble, like day one in the rumble after that. And then maybe one between WrestleMania or something so but who knows we obviously have a lot of time but 
it just it's it, it means like there's not too many like one big ones left. And I mean, heck, like the way Braun's going, like we know Roman and Braun's chemistry. They could throw that in there because that's the guy he hasn't really be, uh, taken on in a while. So I think there's a lot of options for Roman, even though it feels like he beat everyone. Like with Seth, AJ, and Braun, there's an obvious three, and I'm sure we can come up with more. So yeah. It's 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 it seems tough to go. Oh my God, April is so far away. That's like forever, right? Yeah. But in his terms, it's not. You know, Roman Reigns got that part time bitch. You know, he just does what he wants. So, it is what it is. All right, let's move on to something else. Uh, I'll let you take the 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 lead on this for Shine. All right. Well, I'm gonna get put this in the Shine. A tag team match between. We already talked about them. Gargano and KO defeating the Alpha Academy. I just the dynamic of these guys is so much fun. Obviously, you're getting KO in his home area, so the crowd's going nuts for it. Canada loves Johnny too, so they're a fun team. I'm glad that like. One thing I definitely have noticed is that commentary has a lot more freedom now to reference things from pre-WWE. So they're talking about their relationship from 10 years ago. I think it adds to stuff when you see, like, if you're a random person and you didn't know, like, you're watching, like, why are these guys so, like, so much friends? They don't seem like they have much in common, but just a little explanation. You go, oh, okay, that's cool. It's like when you're watching a football game. It's like, oh, yeah, these guys were high school teammates. You're like, oh, that's pretty cool, so whatever. So um, I like that added thing. And then obviously, like, anytime – KO and Gable are together, Gargano and Gable, and I thought Otis was a great dynamic in this match. You get Theory coming out, continuing his thing with Johnny. So, I mean, I know you're the hater, and you say Gargano does nothing, but every week he's wrestling and he's feuding with Theory. So, I don't know what you're talking about, but I enjoyed this tag team match. Uh, your boy Joe says Edmonton is nowhere near Quebec, Jay Sizzle. So, it's in Canada. Well, that's like saying, like, oh, Texas is close to Massachusetts. Well, it's, it's like anything else. When these guys go to their home country, they're going to get huge reactions. Okay, That's how it is. Okay, okay, Well, he just wanted to correct you because that's what he does. He's a corrector. Anyway, I have nothing nice to say. So, you know, besides Johnny Gargano doing this a bunch, come on, come on, come on, which you know I fucking hate because no babyface in the world should be doing that shit. It's like, you're not getting a reaction. You need to get the reaction for the crowd, not the crowd <sighs> giving you a reaction. You know better. You've been on the top. You know what to do. Don't be a Yeah, because Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan didn't know what they were doing either. John Cena, CM Punk. All these John people throughout Cena the years that have always done that. Done it's such a, this is such a, one of those things that you say that is no, just it's stupid. It's so stupid. No, you're It's stupid. one thing if they're coming out and there's no reaction in the crowd, but it's like to say there's no reaction for Johnny Gargano, you're a fucking liar. So no, look, I'm just telling you what get it is. Fuck out of here. I'm just telling you, he's get sitting the there doing freaking cartwheels and woo woo woo. Oh my god. You are such a hater. And here's the thing with Johnny Gargano, the backstage segment with the with the guard on the ground and he like went over and was like, Oh, like look at this. And he like kicked him and he like walked away like a little chooch. It was just, it was so stupid. It was just, he's, he's trying to, he's just like too hard. Oh, that's not getting like, we, do, do we, go, we go through this all the time with I you and baby. Like, they're trying too hard. I'm like, no, they're being themselves. Like Johnny Gargano is a quirky, fun guy. That's uh, why people like him. So when he acts like himself, he's like, he's trying too hard. I'm like, no, that's how he is. He's a fucking goofball. Some people are goofballs. And you know why they're enduring? Cause they're fucking goofballs. They're not all these like, brah, brah, brah. you're such a, oh my God. So you know what? Just for that up next, his wife debuted. Candice Ray. That's a big shine thing too. Welcome back, Candice. We got a nice, uh, this was a nice comeback. This was someone else who, before she was pregnant and left, like we felt like she was getting close to a main roster run. We know that she's capable of a lot of good things. I think she adds some much needed depth to this division um, where we're seeing a lot of the same people every week. It was nice to have another mix in. And again, it's another one of those matches where debut for Candice, stock up, jobber alert against Nikki ASH, who's currently undergoing a character change. So big for her. So how can I not like this? 
Your boy Joe Stopper again saying Candy's got a bigger pop than Johnny. She's also the better wrestler in the family too. I would also well, I'm, I'm gonna stop you there, but I also would hope like if someone's running a surprise return, like that should probably get a bigger pop yeah. than someone who's just coming out. You know, I agree. So I, it, it was odd to me because I felt like Canada. I don't know if the mics were different or something. It felt like you probably were there and it was deafening. But on TV, for some reason, it felt like nobody was really waking up for things. And yeah, it was the bizarre. stadiums can be tough sometimes, as we see when we watch some of the bigger shows. It's like, we know they're loud, but it's like in those big stadiums, there's so much empty space. The noise goes a lot of yeah, places. Up. So on TV, it doesn't necessarily translate. But then again, like there are moments you can hear it. So it's it's, it's just tough. It's a tough thing sometimes it's, on TV. It's, it's, you know, it's not great. It's not great, Bob. Not great at all. Uh, anything else that you would like to talk about here? Yeah, I'm going to go back to SmackDown in the women's division. And uh, you know what? Liv Morgan sacrificed Lacey Evans to the Extreme Gods. We've been looking for something to give us a little extra in this match because we know the Liv Ronda stuff. We know, and until we see it's not. But, like, it's one of those things, like, you have to kind of make us believe a little bit that, like, having weapons, like, maybe it helps Liv kind of hang out with Rousey a little bit. But we've never really seen her get extreme or whatever. So I like that they just went out of their way on SmackDown to be like, you know what, Liv? Show some aggression. Use some weapons. I love the camera angle of the freaking senton thing. That's like a cool a thing of, like, her coming right at the camera. I love when they do stuff in wrestling, when they can position it and the spot feels like it's coming at you. I think it adds, like, a cool dynamic. But I thought they did a good job, like, for something that – Probably in terms of excitement, we're not really there because we've seen it a bunch of times and whatever, but they're just like, they're they're trying to give us a little extra, and I thought it was mostly effective. And you know what? It was good to see Lacey Evans back on TV, Yeah, too. Lacey Evans with some weird makeup. I don't know what the hell that was, but it is what it is. Uh, there were, I thought this match, and until the end, the end was really great. I thought the, the one, that's again, that's all I need to remember. The rest of it I can forget forever. It doesn't matter. But the rest of it, I was like, wow, this is awkward and sloppy. And both of them were kind of just like at a slower pace than normal. And it just felt like they were off. Like, they just weren't meeting each other the way they probably should in the ring. And that's, that's fair. And that was rough for me to get through because it, it just doesn't build a case for Liv, in my opinion. Like, she needs momentum. But then again, went through the table. The crowd went nuts. It doesn't matter. So, they did the, whatever they needed to do to accomplish, they did. Um, but I'm curious, JC. I'm going to take a quick detour very quickly because this is something that just popped into my brain. And I'm curious your thoughts on this. With the evolution of how things are changing, especially with, you know, how who's in charge... Um, there's a lot of different matches at Extreme Rules, one being the fight pit. Can you see down the line the fight pit, Ronda Rousey, and a player to be named later to actually be a monumental, big deal, main event feel? And who yeah, can be no, that I, person, you think? I mean, well, I think it's one of those things you could look at the obvious and look at, like, the Shayna Baszler of the world or whatever. But honestly, I like, I again, I was kind of pro how they're doing Riddle and Seth. Seth, not really a guy who fits in there. So if, like, down the line, if Ronda's feuding with one of the other top women, whether it's Charlotte or Becky or Bianca, just to name people, like, I wouldn't mind that thing, that, like, different type of scenario, you know? So I, like, I, I would be fine. I think it'd be a cool thing to see with Ronda. I don't want it, obviously, in the near future because we're just seeing it now. But whether it's maybe next year at a big event or maybe next year's Extreme Rules, if Ronda's still around, like, I wouldn't mind that being a match. Why not? Something I, different. I mean, I was thinking that, uh, you know, Shayna Baszler is probably the most important person in it that It makes fight. sense, but sometimes but, when you get the same yeah. styles, it's like, I'll just go watch UFC if right. I want to watch two UFC fighters fight in a cage. But I would like to see a former UFC fighter fight someone who's never done it before. Like, it's kind of intriguing. Yeah, and I, I, I tend to agree, but it, it's definitely in the back of my mind. I think the fight pit is going to... I, I would rather see Ronda Rousey in the fight pit just at least once before she's done. How about this? Ronda versus Rhea in the fight pit. That'd be cool. 
I would love that. I think that'd be vicious. I think that'd be great. Rhea's style, I think, would do well in there. The thing that the thing that you have to have here, I think, is just having the ability to be kind of a smash mouth person. And I haven't seen a lot of women besides Ronda do it in a smash mouth way. So, you know, it is what it is. What are you laughing at? This one, Bertsky? Am I late? But this man stands Von Wagner and hates Gargano. Can I wrap my head around it? No, you can't. Listen, all I have to say is this. Von Wagner's chip is bigger. That's all it is. It's a bigger chip. Johnny Gargano, not for me, is what it is. When you He's stop, a side shamer. He's a side shamer. No, 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 no. Adam, Nestlemania, Nestle no, is no, a side shamer. No, that's not true at all. I am an equal opportunity hater. There's a difference. But I will say this much, Bertsky, if that is your real name. Uh, <laughs> it's not, clearly. Uh, they call so, him Hackski. Hatsky? Hack. H-A-C-K-S-K-Y. Is he a hack? Yeah. At, what is he a hack at? He hacks at Call of Duty. That's why he's oh, so good. Oh, okay. He's probably the type of he's probably the asshole in Call of Duty that just squats on people's faces after he beats them. That's probably what he does. I mean, he kills a lot of people, so yeah, well, he good might. for him. Good for him. Watch Bert play all, uh, Call of Duty. Uh, Modern Warfare Two is probably out soon, right? It is. It, it is. is. So we, we've sure been playing the beta over the weekend. Well, you know, I, maybe I'll pop my head in one of these times and watch you guys do terrible things. He does stream. Bertsky HD, I believe, is the Twitch count. Bertsky so. HD. All right. Well, there you yeah. go. Free in free high plug. def. High def. Not that standard shit. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> Um, anyway, I don't know what the Ugh. fuck we were talking about before this fucking... Oh, so yeah, Yvonne Wagner is not better than Johnny Gargano in the ring. I'm just saying I don't like Johnny Gargano a- acting like a goddamn animaniac. All right, well, bouncing right. up and down like a we're fucking in the bozo. Shine. I'm, I'm like, I'm not, we're not going to have this platform every week where you just have to come on here and show Gargano. We're the most up. popular fucking wrestlers on the fucking planet. No, he's not. Oh my God, you're no, such a not. moron. He's not. All right, I have one more piece of shine, possibly, Please. which... I was kind of half asleep when I was watching it, but like I assume it was good and it seemed good at points. That was a given a long time. There's two of the best women's wrestlers on the planet right now. What do you think of Bianca and Io? So here's the thing, right? I liked the match. The promo beforehand, once again, well, unnecessary. Right? They always are unnecessary. Anytime Bailey speaks, oh honestly, I kind of just I can't. I'm and sorry. the Bianca I, thing was a little weird too because I was sitting there going like, I love Bianca. I should be into this. I'm not. Then I saw Io, and I'm like, okay, great. This was a, this was like a fumble into getting into the match that you wanted to see. It was just like, oh, shit, we need this matchup. We need it to make sense. You don't really need more than this. And they went out, but they paraded out for, like, too long. I would have just started the show with yeah. Bianca's music and then brought out Io and had the match. And yeah. if you want to do promos, do it after. Because, right. I mean, the, the, we know these two are electric. In my opinion right now, in terms of people who are actively wrestling— these might be my top two women's wrestlers, like a pure talent on the planet right now. Well, there's a lot of people that aren't wrestling right now, so that's a, that's a fair Well, I, 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 that's why there was a caveat, because, yeah. you know, if, if if it was boss time, I think she'd probably well, be in yeah, there for you me. Yeah, a boss so. boner, we know. We and know. Charlotte, too. Like, the, both Sasha and Charlotte are out, so they're excluded from this conversation at the moment. So I asked this question on Twitter, JC, and I'm going to pose it to you and Bertsky and anybody else that's listening uh, right now. Does it feel like Bianca Belair hasn't been vulnerable for a while it feels weird like she's on like this train but i feel like for a baby face it's nice to see them being in peril and i feel like i haven't seen her like kind of happened with becky but i feel like it hasn't happened in a really long time well yeah i i honestly i i you're right on for obvious reasons because i think since becky it's like it's been tough we're supposed to have Rhea, then she had the injury so kind of like yeah bianca hasn't really been challenged but then again it's like she's supposed to be like the most dominant woman on the like wrestling and like unchallenged so it is but it's tough it definitely makes it tough because like to make she's obviously always going to be interested in over because she's bianca and i think that's why they get away with it 
but it's like you are right like they haven't had those challengers and bailey like should feel like that um and she does have a stable with her which always makes it help but it's just like I don't know. Bailey might actually win that ladder match, but at the same time, like, I don't think she's better than Bianca. I don't like, I don't believe it. Like if she's going to win the ladder match, it's going to be because of bullshit, which is how heels win all the time. So whatever. But, but yeah, no, I don't think you're wrong, but at the end of the day, it's one of those things. It's like, there's not too many people that I could believe standing across from Bianca would have a chance of beating her. It'd be, it's pretty much like the list is like Rhonda, like Becky's obviously pro, like any of the four horsewomen and stuff. But like, besides that, it's like whoever you put up against Bianca, it's like, well, she's probably just going to smash her. Much like our tribal chief, you yeah, know, they're it, just, it, it's like Reigns and Bianca are up here right. and, and like you start to go down, but like, again, that's how you should be with your champions. But I understand what you're saying for sure. It, it is hard because I feel like it, there's a disconnect as a viewer from you. Like she's fantastic. She's great. There's nothing I can hate about her, but I, I don't feel that connection, that emotional connection. Did you see her viewer. on game day? What? No, I didn't get it. In college game day, it was I, it was pretty good. It was uh, the couple of moments that I enjoyed. It was obviously like Lee Corso, if you watch the show and you're familiar with him, the guy who puts on the head, the old guy. Like their back and forth was funny because he always tries to like do a thing with the guest picker. But like with her, she kind of like ran through with him like I'm the fastest of the toughest. And he was just like, he didn't know what to do. He was like, oh, God, I can't compete with that. And like obviously you have McAfee there hyping her up. But yeah. the other part I loved is uh, when she was in the Ohio State game, she's like, well, my uh, husband's tag team partner really loves them. So if I don't pick them, he's going to kill me. So I got to take Ohio State. So it was it was fun. It was nice. Like, this is why, like, I'm a big fan of, like, Bianca and Liv type champions sometimes because you put them out in the wild and it gives you, like, free exposure because they're so likable. Um, we can put these two anywhere. And that's why I think, like, they're no-brainers. Like, even though on the week-to-week TV when we watch, it might not be our favorite thing to have, like, a baby face champion, like, reigning, but you get all this extra stuff for the company, which is good. So I think right now they're in a very positive place in the women's division because of these two are everywhere. Everywhere you look, like, there's Liv or Bianca clips in the wild. So I didn't see it. I'll take your word for it. It sounds like a blast. So, you know, but again, back to my point. She does great for media. She's, she's awesome. But it, it is hard to watch sometimes when you're watching. That's most wrestling. babyface champions, though, yeah, in fairness. It's hard. It's very, very hard. Anything else you want to get a little, uh, little heady? Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. There's a lot to talk about. Let's get through it. Um, let's see. Well, I just want to make sure I got this right. Uh, the boys of the, mm, they got a job alert against New Day. That, that hurt my feelings. And then, of course, Max, you know, Dupree has a, a tiff, leaves. They keep teasing it. Seems like it's going to take a while before Max breaks away and becomes LA Knight. Is what it is. Uh, you know, not great. Uh, Shout out Maxine. Maxine, yes, we know. Maxine is a JC girl, if there's ever been she's one. A, I, don't think she's, I think she's an everyone girl. Everyone. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, and moving on to the big snore, it's Karrion uh, Cross taking on Mac in a strap match. Good God, if that pay main events, I'm, I'm fucking done. You want to know what my notes say? No. Drew please. V. Cross in a strap match. Boring. Yeah, like, like, honestly... If you sit there and you you sit there, you're like, oh my god! Put this second to last so I can take Lord. a nice break before Good the main Lord. event. This this it's probably because of the two people involved, but I have never in my life really cared for a strap match. So for hey. them, I'm like. I get it. It makes I'm the same way, but we had one recently that was really good, but it was because the feud was so good. Right. This is not. This is this is so. Will they? Won't they? Hot cold kind of stuff, and it's just there's nothing. There's nothing. Nothing you can say to me that a strap match is going to make me excited about. Just it, and the two combatants don't help. It really doesn't because we all know it's going to end. Page. We're going to end with him tying the fucking strap around Mac and putting him in that stupid cross jacket that looks like he's 
basically humping them. I, I you know, I just, I can't do it. I can't well, do it. Well, you know, the only thing that would uh, be nice in this is if, you know, like they tied, they tie up Drew on the ropes and Scarlett does like a little tease. Like, you know, maybe that'll get people. Yeah, that'll get people talking for another reason or two. But if she shoots a fireball, <laughs> she's going to miss. So it's okay. Oh, she's going to be no sold by Drew. So, well, the, they tried like hell that fireball. She was almost as bad as Hulk Hogan in the Ultimate Warrior 98, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. She tried. She got the tip of his head. It's all right. She got I just tip. hope Jericho saw that and was mad. Yeah. She's a wizard, damn it. She's a wizard. <laughs> She's a wizard, Harry. Uh, so anyway, I'm not a big fan of the Scarlet, you know, pew, pew, what, what is what it is. Uh, Raquel versus Dakota, a jobber alert for Dakota. That's disservicing your tag champs. Give me that shit over again. Give me a real match. I got history. You could have kept it going. I don't like it. It's too fucking much. Then Chotzi comes out, does the most confusing, whoop, 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 does whatever. We're still dealing with this Chotzi nonsense. I don't know. It is Damage weird. control. Overexposed. Cut it back a little bit. Damage damage control is is literally doing damage to themselves. Like, they're, they're, they're overexposed and they're not I don't want to say they're not good enough, but like they're not charismatic enough on that level to be overexposed. They can't carry in it enough. Yeah. Sorry, um, they just can't. Moving on to things that are kind of odd and ugly. Uh, the Bobby Lashley promo with uh Riddle was confusing to me, and it was just like, we're friends, but we're not friends. We may fight for United States title down the line. We're not really friends. Never get in my match again. And it was just like, oh, God. And, like, here's the other thing, too. And you can you can tell me not everybody has to fight every week, and that's fine. That's fair. But if we don't have a Raw champion, and you're saying the United States championship, folks, is the title, not having him really featured bothered me a little bit in terms of, like, he's Bobby fucking Lashley. I don't want to see him in street clothes. He looks normal. Show me the hulking massive man. Like, that's what I want to see. I don't know. I think he kind of looks good in, in uh, this, his street clothes, especially yeah, when he brings out the goggles. The goggles are too much for me. It's just no, like, I love it. I love it. I love smart Lashley. I don't know. It's just, it's it's bizarre. It's fucking bizarre. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, moving on. We've we've hit a lot of our, our things here. I'm curious how you'd feel about the Miz Force. We didn't really talk about it. Well, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I watch the segment and I enjoy it. I love, the minute I saw the Edmonton thing in the background, I'm like, that's Dexter Loomis. And I just love that it was. And I love that he smashed a hockey stick over his back and he choked him out in the gear and then gave him a little pat on the head. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm when something, it's just like, we're taking such, such small progressions in this feud that like, it's not one of those things I'm like, oh my God, and leave the show with. And we do, yeah, we kind of forget it. But yeah, no, I'm enjoying it because this is a really, really slow burn. I thought the Misforce thing was a, funny gimmick for a week um and it's just like no matter what the miz is doing right now he just can't get away from dexter but it's one of those things like dexter is such a weird character because he's obviously taking out the miz and like mad but then he's patting him like a dog like he's taking care of himself it's like it's weird i don't know where this ends up right and i, I don't I, either i don't know what joe meant by the kitchen looked great i have no idea what that was but it is what it is Interesting. Um, we have a lot of random stuff. Your boy over here, Joe, saying that uh, Omos has molten lava heat. The hell does that even mean? I don't know. That that sounds like a good thing if he's getting that kind of you heat. Think, I don't even think. I mean, poor Joey Gibson and Greg Lester. You know, peace out, jobber alert. But it is what it is. Um, I'm all I'm all for Omos having these uh, no name locals, and that's great. But it's one of those things, like we saw that for so long, they progressed past it. They had like actually the good feud with Lashley at Mania. And then obviously Omos was in Money in the Bank. But since then, it's like, it doesn't seem like they know what to do with him. So he's been sporadically on TV. And when he has, it's been a squash match. But the one, the only thing that I'm going to keep an eye on with this is you notice on commentary, right when MVP sat down, they mentioned Braun and he pretty much told him to F off, which I mean, that, that to me is a WrestleMania level match just because yeah. of their size. But 
it seems like that's something that might be coming sooner rather than later because, I mean, you go down the roster and it's like you stop at Braun, you stop at Omos for obvious reasons. So it makes sense, but, you know, we'll see. Our boy Sal's back. Yo, hey, yo, it's WrestleMania Sal Salvation. Check out WrestleMania Salvation. He's awesome. Uh, saying we're doing a great job. So mutual Thanks, love. Sal. Both ways. Sal's great. We're great. We're having a great time. So check out Sal, WrestleMania Salvation. He does a great job. So, um... I get it. Sorry. Uh, go back to whatever. He's saying Riddle and Lashley were in a kitchen during the segment with the brick oven. I think you were. No, that was a locker room, pal, with the with the with the TV. I don't know. I, don't, I barely remember this segment. So I'm going to go back to the tape. I'm going to prove that you're wrong. Send you a screen cap or if you can beat me to it, that's fine. So it is what it is. I don't know. Uh, Sal makes a great point here. It says, why do fireballs make a comeback in wrestling that needs to stop in the 90s? I made the joke. about Blame Jericho. Jericho's the problem. I'm wearing a Monday I'm Night a wizard, Jericho shirt, by the way, because oh. he's a wizard. That's why. No, He's I just, also a champion again. He's also a champion. He's definitely not going to get anything from us in this aspect. Fireballs <laughs> have never been good. They should probably leave in Japan where they do it correctly. That's for Conway because Conway loves him some Japanese wrestling. Shout out, Conway. We love the Conway. And uh, and Dom, who just recorded another NJPW podcast with the Jabberknocker last night, I think, because they were on my case about stuff. That's fine. Um, anything else about uh, things that you hated specifically before we get into yeah, other things? My biggest heat of the week this week isn't from Rise and from SmackDown. I'm going to NXT. Whoa! Yeah, because you ready? It's just a two for WrestleMania. You know, I get why they did it, but I, the way that they made Solo Sokoa relinquish that North American Championship left a really sour taste in my my mouth, and I really didn't like it. But what made it even worse was they made Mellow who has been the A-champ, and besides Braun, been one of the more, in Mandy, the more dominant force in NXT. They made him look like a whiny bitch, which I can forgive that. But then they get in the ring, and he gets pinned by the fucking job squad of old job squads in fucking Andre Chase University. Get the fuck out of my face, NXT, with that shit. Oh, my God. God, that was bad. Like, it's one of those things. Like, Andre Chase is a fun little 24-7, like, whatever. But to pin Mello? Are you fucking kidding me? Get the fuck out of my face. I tend to agree with you on the uh, the title situation. It was very odd. Very yeah, odd. Like, like it. why it was did weird. You, it was weird because it was like a shock and awe, then we had to give it away. You can't give it back to the champion, so you have to wait six weeks for a random, like, ladder match. Which will be fun and probably means Mello won't win it, if I can probably venture a guess here. But yeah, I don't know. I, uh, the people that know. were in, uh, there's only, is there one or two more people? Well, some know. dude beat Waller um, because the, one of the new guys beat yeah, Waller Apollo because was there, yeah. Apollo, because it's going to be Apollo and Grayson at that thing. That bloody um, eye and Apollo. Did you understand yeah. that, by the way? I, I, I didn't really get that. What was the bloody eye for? Does anybody out there understand that? I don't know. You're the detective, not me. So. No, I know, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking at a fine tooth comb, you know, with no. uh, with the NXT as I am everything else in the world. So no matter what Grayson Waller does, I laugh because that motherfucker is so goddamn funny. Yeah. So your boy Joe saying uh, NXT trying to be AEW with all those title changes. Yeesh. I yeah, I mean, that. hey, it's one of those things like NXT for the most part, like Mellow, don't miss for me. Like even the things that are questionable, I still enjoy because I think it's a fun show. But this really, this uh, this really upset me this week. Sal with the assist saying he raked his eyes twice the week before. Ah, during that's the match. right. That's right. But here's my question to Sal. Wouldn't that have already healed up? I don't know. Just seems like in a maybe we'll get an eye for an eye match. Oh, good. 
Good. Good, because that was so good the first time around. We were trying to get rid of fireballs. We're going to bring back an eye-for-an-eye eye match, folks. We're going to bring back a... Might as well bring back Eric Rowan and have a stairs oh, match. Grayson Glass-Eye has a good ring oh, to it. Oh, God. Grayson Glass-Eye. I love that he. I love that he got he dis he like dissed his own mother in a promo. So that's good. It's fine. Dude, he's the guy is incredible. I he love says him they, so much. They sold it on commentary like he dug his. Yeah, I do remember there. that. All right, so look, I, I don't know. It's just it seemed odd. It seems odd to me. It's a very weird thing. Like, is Apollo gonna end up with like an eye patch? I don't know. He might look cool. I don't know. It's just it's just odd. It's just it doesn't make any sense, folks. It's bizarre. It's fucking bizarre. Anything else you want to get hopeful? Nope, that's all I got. Let's get hopeful. I'll give it to Glorious. you. Glorious. You're my only hope. Would you like to go first? No, you can go. Okay, great. Um, so I've been thinking about this very, very hard, folks. And the one thing I really wanted to focus on here, let me make sure I have it right before I get into this, is I'm really surprised that they haven't done more with this white rabbit situation, right? So we're getting to the point where we're hoping that it's Bray Wyatt. Some people say it's Alistair Black. Can't be. Can't be. Did you see his IG Live yesterday, people? What did he say? He's there for five more years or something. Well, he didn't say that. He said it was a lie that it was a five-year contract, but he said, no, I'm just taking time off, and I'll be back in AEW at some point. Yeah, exactly. And then Meltzer came out and said, yeah, Tony Khan said fuck you to anyone who asked for their release. So he's doing the same thing Vince did. You know, it just the shoe's on the other foot now. So. Sure. Um, so my hope here is that, you know, it's not Edge. It's not and the, Triple H said in, the, in an interview, he says, it's about somebody that you're, nobody's talking about. I don't know if he's trying to throw the scent off. That's fine. Uh, I'm still sticking with Bray. There's a lot to unpack. I, I'm not going to get into detective just yet unless you want to. But the one thing here, actually, fuck it. I'll do it. I'm going to change my hope on the fly. Their QR code last night led to this entire video, right? I don't know if you watched the video. I, I did. did. There were a lot of people in there. Um, a lot of ECW guys, a lot of old guys, a lot of random stuff. Your boy Cody was in there. So there's a lot of things going on in this video. But of course, all of that leads to there's a there's a uh, a number at the end of that video, which was a zip code that led to the devil's thing that I was trying to tell you. And it's in Corbin, Kentucky, JC. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, there's a Wyndham Corbin Hotel. And there's also a connection here, folks, to um, this devil's thing having the, the six that are alive from this burning thing. And there's Wyatt six, right? So I'm thinking to myself, we're getting a stable. We're going to get a stable here. But here's what I want. I want Baron Corbin to go back to the lone wolf. I want Baron Corbin to be part of this stable, but in a weird, like, I, wanna, I want the lone wolf well, the wolf part, anyway, in this Wyatt Six. It's going to be Wyatt and a couple other people. But I'm curious what you could think of, JC, with, with the lone wolf character Redux. Like, what, what could you do with that? Well, it's hard to put a lone wolf in a stable. Well, okay, the um, wolf. They, they, make him make well, him no, 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 cool. no, 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 I know, but I, I know what you're saying. Um, that you're not necessarily saying him be, but you're saying like that type of character, yeah. which was the darker, grittier Corbin we had originally, which as you know, like I was all about that character. I've been a Corbin guy since day one. 
uh, not ish since actual day one. Um, so yeah, I, I love that in Corbin's done such a good job of showing that he can do any type of character and he should have done great with the goofy and all this. But like, I mean, Corbin's huge. He's a badass. We know he's one of the better heel workers they have in the entire company. We know people love to work with him because he makes everyone look good, whether you're big or small. So um, I wouldn't mind because I think for him to be that world champion that I know he can be, it has to be like as this more dominant heel as opposed to like the happy Corbin or the broke ass Corbin or all that. So, and I think at some point, like obviously we've known Corbin started to like, you know, dissipate from TV a little bit. He kind of like was broken down when McAfee was making fun of him and he was losing everyone. So they're clearly destroying him to bring him back renewed. And it's definitely not something I thought about with putting him with uh, a Wyatt type, like a Wyatt six or Wyatt family type thing. But I think it could be interesting because it's one of those things like, he can like be like lo- like not necessarily loyal to Bray Wyatt, but like work with Bray Wyatt as kind of like you know whether it's like a bounty hunter, lone wolf type character. I think that could work. So you could be onto something here. I think Corbin with kind of like the Bray Wyatt treatment and direction. I think it could be very interesting. Do you think that there that video? Because like there are things in this video that make me kind of raise a couple eyebrows. Because it's Orton, right? We know Orton can be a serpent. We know Orton can be part of that six. Because they have unfinished business. I mean, WrestleMania is kind of what it is. People are also saying Karrion Cross and Scarlet as part of this entire thing. I don't want to see that because that means I'm done. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see that. My hope is that they stay separate or against each other. Let's do that. Let them have a swamp match or something. But Braun is so interconnected. With, with Wyatt, he has to be part of this Wyatt six, in my opinion. He has to maybe be. down the line, but I think there's such like a I think at least through WrestleMania, like they have to do the baby face run with Braun because it's kind of the return tour and the reactions that he gets. But down the line, you know, once like everything else, once we see it for a while, it's, you got to change it up. Like I would, I think obviously that makes sense. And I th- here's the other thing too is Cody's such an interesting feeling, like what he's doing, you know, when he comes back. But Cody, winning the Rumble. But Cody and Braun would be fun, but Cody and Wyatt, to me, like, I know we're not going to get the Fiend again. If we did, I'd fucking mark out. We're going to get this rabbit, whatever. But if we get to a Uh, point where... The bunny! bunny. Don't be a lemon. Be Be a a rosebud. So anyway, my thought would be here, very quickly, as another hope, is if Bray Wyatt continues to do these things... I want people to go back to a, another form after they've interacted with him. And I think that's what I'm kind of hinting at here. Cody Rhodes doing the face gimmick with the, you know, the whole thing would be just a little bit of fun whenever it occurs, right? Like the, we noticed that once they lost to the fiend, they kind of like went into this like dark, deep place. I kind of want to see something like that happen with all these people. Cause Orton would be fun. You know, edge would be fun. They have a lot of people in this in the video. Cena would be fun one more time. And seeing Cody, Austin would be great, but that's never going to happen. But there's so many things that I think that could happen. So I think when Bray comes back, inevitably, I want to see Corbin be part of this in some form or fashion. But I want to see these other people step up to him and go back to these darker spots because I think he's he's a doorway and, 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 and an excess point to get to these other things. So that's my hope. I want him to be a catalyst to getting these more edgier characters that we've kind of, we've been missing. 
Yeah, no, I do think I think um, if you put him with Cody, Cody would do whatever he wanted and like would really like go all in. And they could do some fun things where like if they do like gimmicky type matches, like there'd be Stardust teases and all these yeah, things. Yeah. Like there's a million places they go with it. So I think that would be a fun. There's obviously there's a lot of guys in the roster that I mean, with the thing is with Bray, even if it's bad, it's still interesting because not everything's going to be a hit. But it's just like he's so unique and he has such like a different type of mind and approach to things that it's always interesting. So, and we assume Alexa might be part of this too, sure. if they're really going to be six. So there's a, there's a million things they can do. Um, but my hope in WrestleMania is actually, you know, it's a different type of dark. I'm going with the judgment day. Uh, I thought you were going to go with AEW dark. Nah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you know how many episodes of AEW dark I watched in my life? Yeah, then maybe like I watched one match on it one time because someone told me it was good or someone I liked. I don't even know. But yeah, no, uh, it can stay in the dark Zero. where it is because, you know, Rampage is bad enough and I picture that as the worst Rampage. So, uh, but we move on. Uh, mine is uh, obviously they're doing these teases with Finn and AJ um, and it sure seems like AJ isn't going to join. But to me, I think that means that he eventually will because I think they're going to break him down so much. And here's one of those things. It's like babyface AJ is fine because we like AJ. But like, like most things... Most guys are better when they're a heel, and I think AJ would have more direction with it. AJ and Finn together again, even if it was for a little bit of time, would be a cool dynamic. But we obviously have war games coming up, and the Judgment Day is three members, male. So we'd assume that the fourth uh, fourth one would have to come in. But if we're looking at their opponents, you got to think Edge, Mysterio, and Riddle are three of them. And AJ would make sense as the fourth. But what I would do in the lead-up to that, so obviously we're a little bit away from this um, because it would have to happen before Survivor Series, is like they have AJ as the fourth member, but the Judgment Day is just teasing like we have this new member, we have this new member, we have this new member. And maybe like the week before, AJ turns on the baby faces and joins the Judgment Day, so it kind of flips the script. Like maybe that's how they win the advantage or whatever. And so suddenly your Judgment Day is Finn, AJ, Priest, and Dom against Edge, Ray and Riddle, and it's like, well, what the fuck are they gonna do now? We need like another baby face. You know what I love? The thing I've always loved about Survivor Series is you get the courting of the random people. Maybe they're trying to court Seth Rollins, and he's like, ah, no, or like teasing her. Because remember, like with the Miz Daniel Bryan thing, that was such a cool thing that they did. They kind of do something similar, or maybe like Seth, like maybe is gonna do it, but he's like playing it cool or whatever. But at the last moment, they replace him because someone on that team has a friend that if they returned would get a big pop. And we know he's a fantastic wrestler. And I'm just going to pose because I hear the voices in my head. Randy Orton, to me, would be a perfect fourth member for that team. I don't know what his recovery or whatever timetable looks like. But if it is close, I think this would be cool because then you got RK Bro, Edge, and Mysterio taking on the Judgment Day. I would love to see Randy Orton in a War Games environment. I think all eight of these guys would steal the absolute show. So that's my hope. JC's hopes come true. JC knows. Um, Judgment Day, man, it has me. It didn't for a long time, but it has me now. Your boy Wes is in the chat saying, would they run back the Dakota War Games heel turn with AJ? That would be cool, too, to do it right before the match. Yeah, because that that Dakota, that's probably my favorite moment from War Games history is when Dakota turned on Tegan. Joe, you're absolutely wrong. You said there's Edge, Raid, Riddle, Gargano, and LeRae. Give me that fucking, no way. No fucking way. How did you come up with that? You are bizarre. You are a bizarre individual. The fact that... That Lorray will probably be in the women's one with yeah, Team Bianca. With, yeah, with with the the damage control maybe, but not this one. This one's this. If anything, Beth Phoenix is going to get in there against Rhea. Like that. That's I, I don't think Rhea is going to be in the match. As much, I think she'll play a role in the match, but I don't think she's going to be part of the match. I just want to see it. I just. I know. See I do too. I want Rhea versus Dom one on one Extreme Rules and Extreme Rules match. But Poppy and Mommy don't always get what they want. Well, you can see that on the OnlyFans account, I'm sure. 
It'll on who's mine? Well, you got an OnlyFans account? Is it just feet? I should. I'd be rich. It's just feet, right? <laughs> Anybody that loves JC, send pictures of your feet to him. Don't do that. If you will be, blo- I don't block people on Twitter unless if you're like there hateful. You but like, if you send me heat feet pics, that's worse than being anything. You send do. your feet pics to at JC of the JK on Twitter. Do not do that. You will be you will be blocked Please for attorney, and I will them. report you. And I will literally like write Twitter until they ban you for life. Well, that's obscene, honestly. I, I don't know. So are feet. Get that shit out They're of my still fucking part face. Of the body. Literally. They're still part of the body. Not a so. good part. They're the worst part of the body. Joe, get off your fucking rocker saying Candace cancels out fucking Rhea. Are you nuts? It takes like six Candace Look, LeRae's. I like Candace, but come on. It's not even Ray. close. Ray's not even here. And Ray, Ray, God bless him. Ray would have a problem with that right there alone. Ray would be upset. Should we get to the comeback? Let's get comebacky. All right. I'll Don't go call it a comeback, Nestlemania. Everybody loves the acclaimed, especially JC. They're one of the biggest reasons why I watch AW every week. It's MJF and the acclaimed, then FTR and on down the line. But they're up there because they're entertaining as hell. This should have happened at the pay-per-view. But the minute we saw that press conference and Tony Khan's like, you know what? Maybe we're going to run it back uh, in their hometown at Grand Slam. You're like, well, they're fucking winning. You can see on Lee and Swerve's face, too. They're like, are you fucking serious, bro? Like, come on. Like, fuck you. And now it happened. It was obviously it was a cool moment. It wasn't obviously as good as the original match, which it was hard to live up to. This one had a lot more botches than whatever. But I don't care. We got the moment. And for me, I thought this was a big moment in AEW history because – we can look at it and like you can look at like MJF and guys like that and call them like homegrown AEW stars. But to me, like this was a tag team that was formed within AEW when there wasn't a crowd or anything. There were two guys that were put together, two guys that people probably weren't familiar with at all, two young guys, two guys that were kind of very different, but came together and made this beautiful tag team. And they've kind of come from literally nothing where they were just on dark doing raps. So then they came up and they were jobbers for a month, but then we slowly had to take them more seriously seriously because of the reactions they get um so to me like they are truly AEW's first true pure AEW breakout act i absolutely love them um now that they're champs they've had their moment we'll see what they do next but for me that was a super hot fire moment and they get my comeback WrestleMania salvation says they didn't need billy gun helping them though that was obnoxious so i, I don't disagree but yeah. i mean daddy ass being part of them with the like it's just like i mean that t-shirt's selling off the shelves i can't imagine people wearing that in public but they are but god bless me daddy if you, <laughs> if you wear that in public you got balls balls of steel honest to god if you can wear that in public I tend to agree with Salvation because it's 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 hard, you know, to sit there and be like, it takes away from the moment a little bit when yeah, someone else gets involved me. like that. But there was just like, they took me out of it when like Max hurt his leg for the elbow drop and like all these other things. And I'm just like, they won fucking confetti. Great. But then it felt like in my head, I'm like, did they fucking get hurt? Did they win the tag titles and get hurt? Like that would Happens suck. a lot in AEW. That would <laughs> suck, right? They'll be fine. Speaking of my comeback and getting hurt, I'm giving my comeback to one Soraya, or Soraya, depending on how she says it. Yeah, how she pronounces it, I believe, Soraya. Soraya, I think it is. And, like, the dictionary tried to correct her, and she's like, fuck you, it's my name. (laughs) Yeah, it's Soraya. Uh, So, I'm excited Paige is back. I'm still going to say Paige. Uh, She looked great. Uh, My worry is that she's going to get injured with all these buffoons that wrestle like maniacs. Uh, So, you know, there's that. And, of course, her neck is a big issue. Uh, I'm always curious when they, they don't get cleared by the WWE, but they get cleared by other places. Well, it's one of those things like AEW said that like the leaks have come out that she's not cleared by them, but we have a source that may indicate that she's been cleared at least by some doctors. So who the fuck knows, but she's talking on Wednesday. Look at, you know, we were a big page fans on this podcast, but for me, like it was cool because I didn't expect it. And to see her get that love from the crowd. I love it because I love page, but at the same time, I was a little disappointed because 
I would much rather have her in WWE. I think there's more talented women for her to work with. She obviously has a history there. In AEW, I think it's a huge get for them. It's someone that can help the division, whether she's wrestling or not. But I just, like, besides Jamie Hayter, I'm running down the list. Like, what are your dream matches for Paige in AEW? Well, they 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 get a boner for Britt Baker versus Paige, but honestly... That's honestly the, probably the second most interesting because Britt it. Baker has a fucking character. Right, but, but there, are, there, are no, like, there, there are not a lot of characters. I mean, like Jade versus Paige would be cool, I guess. That would be good, but I don't think they're doing that anytime no, soon. No, 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 no. But the other thing, too, is like if she's not wrestling, why the fuck is she there? Like the whole point for her was that I she think wanted she to come will back wrestle, wrestle eventually, but I think it's going to start as maybe she's an on-screen character. I don't know, but it just the other thing that was very knows? odd, and I think Joe pointed this out. Uh, I think more importantly, she came out and all he there was like three heels in the ring, and they all bowed out to her, and it's like she can't like she's fragile or she. I was, know, but right? I, the, what I did love is Britt looks fucking like. Are you fucking kidding me? Like she again. The one woman in AEW with character, like, fucking sold it. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, look, at, I, like, I don't know. It's just, it's tough. I'm excited for her. I am. I'm I am excited too. to see her on my TV. Um, she's always been great, and I've always been a supporter. So she's always been the reason why it works. She's she's kind of like the reason the women's division kind of works in general. So maybe she can do what she did in WWE for AEW. Birdski with a hot take saying her theme song stinks. Well, it's hard to come back from, ah. It hurt. Her W. That's another reason why I like. I'm, I was disappointed. It's like we might never hear that theme again, and that's one of the all-time baners. Yeah, and honestly, uh, Bertsky, if that's your real name, uh, that's her boyfriend's theme or song that he sings or does with his band. So that's why she's doing it. So just get used to it, okay? Just saying. With Omega gone and suspended, they may have Soraya on as an on-screen Booker. Get Joe. What Tony did you Khan fucking, is the on-screen Booker? What the, did you the fucking smoke Khan today? Boy. Come on, Joe. What did you fucking smoke today? Honest <laughs> to God, are you high in your fucking car listening to us right now? Come on. These these takes are these, these these takes are almost as bad as Guthrie. It's like it's like we're reading Guthrie's Twitter. Yeah, account. seriously. <laughs> Follow at Guthrie Roy Harford on Twitter. It's fine. He's great. He's wonderful. He's also got takes that are colder than the fucking cold miser. It's fine. He makes Nestle look like a little warmer. I'm I'm, I'm lukewarm Nestle compared <laughs> to, to, to to poor Guthrie, but I still love Guthrie because yeah, he's he had he like fuck. he he had some old timers. Like I think it was last week or the week before. I kind of praised him on this program. Yeah, you did it too much. Man, look what you did. He took all that goodwill last night. With I mean, you could just just like, pulled oh. his pants down and shit all over it. He fucking he Randy Moss. It was awful. <laughs> What's going on here? I don't know. I'm Ubering quite sober. I Thank you for not drinking and driving or intoxicated and driving. I'm Ubering while listening and watching. Wait, so you're texting and driving. That's not good. No, he's probably sitting there waiting to pick up a ride. Come no, on. listen. He If he's Ubering and texting in a car, he can still get pulled over. Hey, tell tell your customers to listen to the Jobberknocker. Download, add, subscribe. Yeah, yeah seriously. Jo- Joe, you need to start handing out Jobberknocker stickers in your Uber. Uh, he probably can't do that legally. No, that's not. He's not saying anything. He's just. Pa- We're not some type of. No, what you do is like in fucking you know how Vegas, some people like have water bottles in the back. You just have a stack of them in the back, and if they want to take them, they can take them. That's what you do. Listen, Joe, I love you, but you got to start promoting. Come on, Uber. Bye, Joe, with the Jobber Knocker sticker. That's all I'm Uber asking. Uber Knockers. Uber Knockers. You'd fucking pick up so many. You get five. Dude, oh you get a five-star review. You'd get a five-star <laughs> review. I'm just saying. Five stars, five flames yes, on exactly. all podcasts and platforms. Chilling, chilling in <laughs> Essex with a JK mask on. There you go. There, there you, you go. go. He's promoting. All right, promoting. all right, all right. But don't, you know, leave it leave it running. If people want tunes, say, no, no, no. I've got a really great oh podcast for you. I'm listening to it right now. It's fine. It'd be great. Should we go to the finish? Give me the big old finish. We got to get JC out of here. On SmackDown, we have Hit Row. 
finally taking on the Los Lotharios, which hopefully means Maxine's there. We oh, have Jesus. Sammy and Solo taking on Madcap and pew, 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 Ricochet. I can't wait for that match. And then we have Shotzi versus Bailey because that's what I need in my life is damage control on every fucking show. Damage control needs to go away. That's what I've decided. No, no, no. They just need to be on one show. One show a week. Dakota Kai needs to do all of the talking. Io Shirai slash Sky needs to be going back to that leather black and yellow thing that got me all hot and bothered. And Bailey needs to just wrestle. Just fucking wrestle because she's awesome. Well, she is. Again, Shotzi, so they'll, they'll probably be a little messy. I, I just, we I, go to Raw. We Dakota Kai, as you mentioned, will be wrestling Candice LeRae. We have Otis versus Gargano. Pew, pew, pew. And even more so, Braun v. Gable in Gable's hometown of St. Paul, Minnesota. His reaction to the phone call and just looking horrified. And the whole segment just continued. And he looked horrified the whole time. Even when Otis was hyped up. It's why Chad Gable is one of my favorite wrestlers on the planet, man. He is so fucking good and he is on another level right now i i listen i loved him from basically shitting his pants in that backstage segment i don't know how they got theory's number but it's fun uh he's gonna get smushed and that's okay it's gonna be a lot of fun and we're gonna talk about it next week how about how much fun we had with it um very quickly our boy sal says uh i'm hoping that they do do a draft because they need to keep the roster separate for real this time i agree but I, I, Sal, I think we're going to get into a point where it's morphing into just a fucking well, circus. I, well, they have, they have to make a decision on Roman Reigns and the Usos at some point. If they split those titles again, it becomes a lot easier. But if they're going to have one regular champion and then one set of men and women's tag team champions, you're going to get a lot of, like, the interbreeding. So we'll, have, we'll see. Until they do a draft, like he said, we're kind of in that in-between. But WrestleMania, we got a loaded NXT uh, tonight, Tuesday, if you're listening. Hope the Von yeah. Wagon's on there. He, uh, I don't think he is. We have Cameron oh. Grimes versus Joe Gacy. We have Caden Carter versus Nikita Lyons. We have Damon Kemp versus Brutus Creed. We have Sol Ruka debuting. We have Briggs and Jensen taking on Goddess. And we have Wesley taking on Tony D. I believe in one of them ladder things. And one of them ladder things. So well, yeah. Wesley's going to win that one for sure because Wesley in a ladder match just sounds fun. Uh, I don't care for a couple of those things. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm Briggs, Jensen, and Gallus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't care either. That doesn't matter. Uh, Briggs and Jensen is just thanks for coming for me. So it's, it is. What about it's... Sol Ruka's debut? Uh, who the fuck is Sol Ruka? Some woman on a beach, according to the vignettes they've been showing for two months. I don't know. I mean, they've been hitting out of the park with the women's division in NXT. So I, I'm going to guess that we're all going to love it. It's fine. Uh, of yeah. course, they say, was it Ariana Grace, future women's champion, later boys. Bye-bye, Bertsky. If that's your real name, go play fucking Call of if Duty. You, if dick. you Google Snimp in the dictionary, you see a picture of Bert staring at Ariana Grace. I would say so. He's he's an Ariana Grande kind of girl, but I guess Ariana, was it Ariana Grace is good enough? Yeah. Santino's daughter, baby, which, I mean, here's the thing. Because I was curious how Santino, you know, kind of created that. I Googled <laughs> his JC. wife. I Googled Santino's wife and Santino... You're an Italian stud, my man. Uh, we're going to head over to AEW where, uh, you know what? We might as well call it uh, Forbidden Door because we're back to this where AEW doesn't have enough people on the roster to wrestle. We have fucking John Moxley taking on Juice Robinson, who I love CJ Parker. I hope he comes out with a sign and long hair and the picket fence or whatever. But whatever. It's, you know, Moxley fights who he wants. It's just never anyone on the roster. We have Soraya speaking, as we said. And we have Jericho taking on Bandito, who is also... Not signed to AEW. I think Bandino has uh, at least connections to Ring of Honor, so I'll buy that. I'll buy that enough. But this this juice coming out of nowhere thing makes no... I mean, I'm sure... Conway He's the only one to, I think, pin Moxley or whatever yada, yada. besides Punk. But, and again, I love juice, but it's, again, like... 
We look at the, this happens every time Moxley is, is champ. It's like, oh, I'm going to fight everyone who's not employed by AEW. It's like, well, then you shouldn't be the fucking champion, you moron. I don't know. It's just crown Sammy Guevara. You know what? Sammy Guevara is headed to the Miz territory, isn't he? He's, dude, he's, 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 just, he's, he's just that's why the, for me I'm appreciating more and more because the hate for him it's just like when you take a guy who becomes so hated and he embraces all of it like that guy's money that guy is money forever now good job crowd you made him a bigger star than he ever would have been I just don't know where else we can go with him honestly but up uh, just keep yeah just keep, keep doing going. what you're doing let him mack on and his look wife at everyone praises Moxley for being like oh he was gonna take a vacation but he came back to do this Sammy did the same fucking thing he's like I was gonna be off six weeks but Tony called me said he needed me and I came so keep all that energy you've been giving to John give it to Sammy too you know like we've said he obviously has made some mistakes in his life he's gonna be a piece of shit we know that I don't disagree with that but he's here man and he is one of the better on screen characters he has he sacrifices for this company like a lot of other people have like he wants to be there and AEW since MJF has come back it's been a really good place uh because they seems like they kind of cut out kind of the issues that they had and they're letting people just do their thing and it's been a lot more fun since I am curious to see what they do because I don't I don't know if AEW is going to be great this week so a lot of talk MJF will be there so I'll at least enjoy that the acclaimed will probably be on the show I'll enjoy that Soraya speaking I'll enjoy that but yeah these matches certainly don't get me excited no not at all and Rampage is you know, is what it is. So anything else you'd like to talk about before we uh, hit the can? No, I think I'm good. All right. Anyway, we thank you for listening to the Jobber Knocker. We'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. And you can get these hands.